This is Mercy Harper, writer for Research Services at APQC. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to APQC Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, I'm here with Gladys Kemboy, Knowledge Management Officer at Life in Abundance International and a member of the editorial board for the KM for Development Journal to talk about the future of knowledge management. Welcome to the podcast, Gladys. Uh, thank you so much, um, Masi, for this opportunity, and I'm so excited to be part of this uh, knowledge podcast. Yeah, my name is Gladys Kemboy, and I'm a CISO knowledge manager with over eight years working experience in various uh, development sectors, academia, and also in the legal sector. So yeah, my key interest are uh, the knowledge management, social advocacy, youth empowerment, health, peace advocacy, research, decolonization of knowledge, facilitating various knowledge and also creating innovative and sustainable um, communities of practice. And in 2020, I was being awarded as the most influential knowledge management ambassador in Kenya. And also I've been recognized as a Mama Africa knowledge management guru for the great work that I've done in Africa and contributing in knowledge management. Thank you, Masi. Awesome. Congratulations. I knew that you were, uh, I knew that you had at least one award to your name. <laughs> oh, uh, can you tell uh, your, our listeners a little bit about how you got into knowledge management in the first place? Uh, first of all, I knew about KHM. That was way back in 2014. Um, I was working in library before, and now my contract had come to an end, and I wanted to change into a new profession. So I ventured into knowledge management. I remember going to the first school, like um, checking online uh, who are these experts in knowledge management, the professors, and that's how I ended up in one of the schools, um, which is Technical University of Kenya. I went there to pursue my degree and high major in knowledge management. And since then, like my career journey in knowledge management has been so exciting and I really fall in love with KM. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So I think that this, this uh, year has been a really interesting one for KM. With the pandemic, a lot of people realized how important it was. And I think a lot of KM teams have taken advantage of that and that's very exciting. But there's also a lot of technology changes um, many of which are relevant to KM. And a lot of people are wondering kind of what's next for KM. So what trends do you think are going to have the biggest impact on KM kind of in the near term? Uh, like for instance, in Africa, having access to advanced social technologies and artificial intelligence um, in the marginalized areas will really contribute a lot in KM. We also need to have a KM champions which they can popularize and also create more awareness about the knowledge management, especially in the marginalized communities and also in the villages in Africa. Also strengthening knowledge partnership and engagements between the global North and South will really contribute a lot to uh, the impact in camp and also creating the rural urban uh, knowledge divide. Mm. Tell me a little bit more about this um, kind of like global partnership trend that you see on the horizon. Do you feel like that's beginning to happen? Uh, yeah, it has already happened because uh, came for the platform. It has really nurtured all of us, especially the young people from Africa and the new upcoming practitioners who are passionate in knowledge management. And came for Dev, it is a global uh, network of various Kehemas across the globe. And it has really given us the youngest people, especially African youth, a platform where we can showcase our innovations in KM. We have 
being supported and also having access to menders, which is something that we are lacking behind in Africa. So we are really grateful and the, um, yeah, it has really become, and awesome. we are seeing the changes. And also at this real care magazine, we have uh, various members like uh, Bruce, which has been very supportive also in sharing the stories about the African young people. Uh, perhaps also we have um, various members from the uh, which uh, I personally, I got an opportunity to uh, have a training about um, communities of practice, that is community management certification program, which that training really enabled me to create more innovative communities of practice. We currently have now Africa Game Community and also Information Society of Kenya through that training. And we can see we are harvesting the knowledge from the global and using it here in the, within our, among the our local communities. Very cool. So I definitely want to hear more about your work with uh, the KM Young Professionals Youth Leaders. Um, tell me more about what that group looks like. How how old are they? How do they find out about this opportunity? Uh, thank you so much. Many of the young people, um, most of them, they are not about, about uh, KM opportunities. But some they learn in school, but it's more of the theory knowledge. And we have various universities that are offering a knowledge management. Like here in Kenya, we have Tomo Kenyatta University of Agriculture and Technology, which offers a master's in information and knowledge management. Um, some end up into KM by accidentally because they were not aware, like maybe they're changing into a new profession. But... Um, Came for Dev has been really a game changer, especially in the local perspective, where we have access to learning opportunities about knowledge management and also access to mentors. And it has really um, given us a great platform. Currently, I am mentoring young people who are passionate uh, about knowledge management. We have, uh, I have over 300 uh, young people in Africa and also, um, Supporting knowledge, uh, currently I'm also supporting knowledge management on youth peace and security with the UNDP. And I'm also part of the KM for Deaf Youth Leadership Team, which we recently launched the KM for Deaf Youth Leadership Forum to support all the KM um, youths from the global north and the global south. Awesome. So, uh, you know, you talk about 300 people, that is uh, an incredible uh user base to start thinking about what um, what are young people looking for in terms of like trainings, opportunities, you know, when they're like getting into KM, what kind of areas, topics are they interested in? What kind of projects are they interested in? Wow. So most of these are KM, uh, young people, they are really interested on um, topics on knowledge management, knowledge mobilization, they, some they need to learn competencies on how they can develop uh, KM strategies and also how to create innovative and sustainable communities of practice. So those are the kind of the most of the things that they are looking up to. Yeah. And how KM can uh, impact on or contribute towards the sustainable development goals. That is very cool. Um, so what inspires or excites you most about your work with uh, the young professionals? I love KM. KM is like a family and it's also bringing all of us together, our practitioners, both from the global north and south. And my passion is building capacity of young professionals in Africa and enabling them to acquire um, knowledge 
and information and also opportunities in the larger ecosystem because most of them they are not aware such opportunities existing especially those youths from the marginalized communities in africa and i'm also passionate in influencing young professionals in africa to champion knowledge management in order to create impact and provide solutions on challenges facing youths which include unemployment peace and security and advancing sustainable development goals hmm. kind of a, a bonus question for you how do how do you think young professionals see the field of km right now um there's there was uh you know maybe a decade or so ago and it still exists in some parts of the world the idea that km is kind of just like a all about technology stuff and we've tried to correct that you know assumption with the idea that it's more about people to people connections what what do they see as you know what km is all about i guess uh, most of the young people they see KHM as providing solutions to the challenges that they are facing. For instance, most of them that I mean, they're like they are looking for opportunities, or perhaps they don't have knowledge on how to reach out to employers. They don't have knowledge on how even to use these technologies, or they don't have a place where they can learn practically about what they have been taught in school. And KM creates a provide these opportunities, you know, through those uh, communities of practice that we have come together with various, uh, professionals in various industries. And like someone is going through these challenges and like posting this question, how can we help one another? For instance, currently I'm handling various youth uh, in Africa. Maybe some have been called for job opportunities. And like, you know what, I don't have these skills or I don't know what is the expectation of these employers. And I've seen people from different parts of the Africa coming to pour knowledge from Kenya, because I know perhaps who is working in which place and like, let me connect to you with so-and-so to help you. Also on my side, um, I pour also knowledge from uh, those Kehemas working um, maybe in the US or even in Netherlands. At some point also I've seen other young people, young knowledge managers are from different parts of uh, the world, like uh, even in UK. Someone asking that, yeah, I need to have an access to, you know, a KM network. I don't know anyone within my country. And you realize like, yeah, I have a connection of these KMs from the US or from UK. Like, okay, let me do this introduction, um, maybe where you can connect. And you see like now you're providing solutions to these young people and they are so passionate, like even some we, they have not even learned about anything on KM, but they see how KM is addressing the challenges that they are facing and communicating KM in a language that these young people could understand. So mm. they find it like, so it's so fascinating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is awesome. I love it. So I know that you're also very involved in the research side of things, as well as, you know, all this great on the ground work. So what direction do you think KM research should take in the future? Do you think there are topics that need to be covered more or maybe some different research approaches we should use or maybe different ways of sharing findings? Yeah, uh, when it comes to research, we need to focus more on decolonization of knowledge. Uh, perhaps for the young people, especially those in the marginalized communities could understand. What is it all about this RKM thing? We also need to focus on topics such as how do we monetize this knowledge? Because many of them, like now, those who are looking for job opportunities, they have 
adequate knowledge, but they don't know how to monetize it. So those are the kind of the areas that mm. we need to focus and also areas on innovative development uh, solutions, focusing on youth employment, food security system, and also social innovations. The research approach also should be more of uh, evidence-based and more of practical knowledge, not more on theory. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I've definitely heard that from some other folks as well. Um, last question for you, big picture. What do you think KM is going to look like in 10 years from now? Wow, that's an amazing question, yeah. <laughs> okay, KM will be driven a lot by the social technologies, especially looking from the African context where many young people are not even aware or even in the rural areas, people are not even access for those such kind of knowledge. And it will be also focusing a lot in um, the knowledge sharing economy and digital uh, knowledge. In Africa, um, KM in Africa will have a greater outreach and it will unlock the potential of the African youth to create uh, economic, political, and social policies for their prejudice and achieving sustainable development goals. There will be also more of a lot of uh, knowledge, uh, virtual knowledge banks, where these young people could go and borrow knowledge in these virtual banks other than borrowing <laughs> money. And how can we, yeah, so that we use this knowledge to uh, provide solutions to the challenges that we are facing as communities and also having access to various knowledge expertise across the globe. Yeah, absolutely. I, I hope we see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> yes. We're already working on it. Yeah. And perhaps also um, looking at, we need to teach also KM from the kindergarten level, you know, up mm. to high school, other than just a way to teach it at university level. So we need to start having KM from when it is still at that uh, lower level, yeah. So that by the time we are growing, we understand how KM can address various challenges that we are going through. Because mm. I'm looking, if KM was there before, even in high school where it was, uh, I could see that yeah, we'll be much far ahead. Awesome. Well, I think that's about it. Anything else you wanted to to share with the the world here? <laughs> Wow, um, this is amazing. I welcome other young practitioners to join KM. It is so exciting uh, opportunity to be in a KM world. And you're welcome to APQC, <laughs> where we can learn together and strengthen our knowledge partnership. And also welcome to KM for the Youth Leadership Forum. This is a platform where we believe in the young people, we nurture young people and we provide um, opportunities where our young people can learn and also be supported to you know, provide solutions to the challenges that they're facing in their societies. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Gladys. And thank you so much, Masi, for this opportunity. And I look forward to working together and strengthening and also promoting camp in Africa. Awesome. Well, once again, I'm Mercy Harper. Thanks for listening to this APQC podcast. To learn more about our research, please visit apqc.org, and we hope you'll have a great rest of your day.